You're doing great. MashaAllah. Alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillah. All right. So we're going to give the listeners a rundown of the topics that we're covering today. And then, as always, listener, Delaina's network me. Lines are not open because of time constraints. But a tad bit later in the program, we'll address all those SMSs and WhatsApp messages. All right, Sheikh? Okay. Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Alhamdulillah. Wahda wa salatu wa salamu ala man la nabiya ba'ad. رب شرح لي صدري ويسر لي أمري وأحلل أقدة من لساني يفقه قولي اللهم علمنا بما ينفعنا وانفعنا بما علمتنا وارزقنا علما لهذا الجلال والإكرام السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته Allow me um, to be able to start with a dua that Allah will put success in our studies or our subject matter that we grow with inshallah and Allah grant us to become practical people who implement and carry out ربنا آتنا في الدنيا حسنة وفي الآخرة حسنة وقنا أذاب النار وادخلنا الجنة مع الأبرار يا عزيز يا غفار يا رب العالمين اللهم إنا نسألك رضاك والجنة ونعوذ بك من سخطك والنار يا عزيز يا غفار يا رب العالمين اللهم أرنا الحق حقا وارزقنا اتباعه وأرنا الباطل باطلا وارزقنا اجتنابه ولا تجأله ملتبسا علينا فمذله يا رب العالمين ربنا زدنا علما ورزقنا فهما برحمتك يا أرحم الراحمين وصلى الله على سيدنا ومولانا محمد وعلى آله وأصحابه وبارك وسلم والحمد لله يا رب العالمين الحمد لله to our listeners out there I would just want to remind us that the, the method that we will go in, we started yesterday with a definition or introduction to the subject matter. So from a daily basis, we will go back and recap to what we did so that we can actually flow together with the subject matter, if you do not mind. right? So uh, we were dealing, remember the theme that we're dealing with is called developing Islam in me. Not undermining anybody, that's why we see developing Islam in me me the person I'm speaking and me each and every one of us listens, right? So may Allah grant us to be able to can see that whatever Islam we have, we develop furthermore with what Islam wants for us, right? May Allah grant khair and barakah. Okay. Amen. So we dealt with three subject matters yesterday. We had the one subject called knowing my Lord. We had the other one, I am a Muslim, so what is expected of me? And the third one was, we dealt with leadership in Islam and its progression, right? So looking at knowing my Lord, we yesterday went to the word, what is meant by the word Lord? How do we understand that Lord? And we came there and we looked at certain aspects and we saw in looking at knowing my Lord, we came to realize that the word Lord needs to come clear. And we said that there has been various forms of Lords in the world today, but the Lord that was referred to in our 
definition here is a lord that which has the capacity of the person being in charge of me that has guided me or that has taken my process and we said here people normally choose a lord and they trust a lord based on the fact that they believe that that lord has the capacity to benefit them or to harm them right so we need to be able to understand the same happens to us here right what is our lord knowing my lord is what then came through and then after having to identify the fact that i need to be able to have to know my lord and who and looking at the, the definition that there is has been given to us we went into the the aspect of the lordship to humanity in what Allah has given to us in the Holy Quran from the side of the story that happened with our Allah till created Nabi Adam. We saw then in the issue of the creation of Nabi Adam what happened with the relationship to the angels with Allah and to jinn with Allah Ta'ala. We also then saw how it brought about a command of Allah to the angels and jinn, which is uh, Iblis that was part of them, then went into the process of not obeying the order of Allah for the first time. And because he did not obey the order there, whilst the angels by their nature just obeyed the order of Allah, Allah reprimanded him and said to him, why do you do that? What have, what have caused you not to obey my order? He said, the reason of Allah, I saw myself as superior, as better than the creation that you've just created. That is a human being. He's made of clay, of an inferior status. So he cannot be equal to my great status, or so I am. So obviously, he's imagining himself to be greater and better. And that sense is what Allah then said to him, you have then become disobedient to my command. So now you are, need to be taken out of my mercy. And then Allah shows us in the Quran how he then have a discourse with Allah and begging Allah, please my Lord, if you're going to take me out of your mercy, don't leave it for the last day. Don't now already give me my punishment. Allow me my freedom that I can still be and do what I want. I'm not going to be amongst the angels no more, but I'm going to have my right to do whatever I can. So Allah said to him, yes, we give you that the respite there. So when Allah gives him the respite, he turns back and he says to Allah, so now I will use the opportunity. And because of what you've gone with me, gone through, because of your creation of the human race, and the fact that I see myself as better than them, and you say to me, no, I am not better. For that reason, oh Allah, I'm going to make sure that I'm going to be in every action of their life, I'm going to participate and I'm going to see how can I get into them and break them down to the extent, my Lord, I'm going to be there in every angle to corrupt and destroy them. But at the same time, I'm going to make sure that they worship anything or anything or everything other than you, my Lord. Ya Rab. And then Allah responded and said to him, you will have the right to do that. Those who follow you, they and yourself will enter into the fire of Jahannam, Yawm Al-Qiyamah. But there will be a next group of people who will follow the righteous path and you will not be able to destroy them or to take them with you. We're going to go to the next one. You're going to go to the next one. 
And we continue with Madrasa on Air for Dialysteras, as you need Angeslated, a new program brought to you by Voice of the Cape. This will be broadcasted Monday to Thursday from 2 until 4 o'clock in the afternoon with Sheikh Ibrahim Abrahams. Sheikh, welcome back. Ahlan wa salamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. And the Adila will proceed with um, um, knowing my Lord. I think what we've dealt with in the first section was be able to just give a recap to the listeners out there as to what have we shared with them yesterday. We now proceed and I have to just say to the to our listeners in, in the process of who we are, Alhamdulillah as Muslims, we claim that Allah is our Lord. Is that not so? Yes, Alhamdulillah, Allah is the Lord of everything. We have no doubt of that. And He is the Lord of the heavens and the earth. But we, you and I, do we accept or have we accepted Him as our Lord? Do we see Allah? Now, the reason for saying, asking this question, yes, we're speaking to Muslims more so. As, but when we look at the lifestyle out there today, then we find that people, there's people who worship other than Allah. They take as their Lord other than Allah. And you and I need to recognize, is Allah my Lord? And have I accepted Allah as my Lord? May Allah grant it that we really accept Allah and we understand our role and having to understand that we need to accept Allah as our Lord. And if we have that as Lord, He, Allah, is the sole creator of everything in creation and He is the sole sustainer. Allah created everything, He is the sole creator, which means everything that has been created belongs to Allah. Allah has created alone and Allah hasn't given the rightful creation to anybody else. Allah has created everything, whatever that you and I know of and what you and I know not of. Collectively, whatever is in the whole universe, is there is only one creator. And because there is only one creator, he is the sole sustainer. He sustains everything. And by the word sustaining, we mean he looks after and he feeds them and he cares for them and he rears and nurtures them and he allows them to develop and grow and whatever they need to be able to to live by he sees to that for them subhanak that's allah and and so if that is he is not the creator and sustainer of you and me only he's the creator and sustainer of the whole universe yeah. may allah grant us to be able to come to realize that who we're busy taking and are we taking him as the creator or besides creator that he is our lord that we see for him with us and as we said he is the sole creator and sole sustainer so may allah grant us to develop to come to that sense that we realize that who allah is and so i i would just want to take our attention to surah number one in the holy quran the first surah in surah surah number one we call that surah surah fatiha is it not in Surah Fatiha, Allah remains or says to us immediately after we start the Surah by saying Bismillahir Rahmanir Rahim. Allah says, Alhamdulillah, all thanks and praise is due to Allah. But if, and then He also qualifies the reason for why we need to thank Him, or why does He deserve thanks, or why is He solely a deserving of all thanks? And He says. Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen All thanks is due to Allah, the Lord of all creation. Subhanak la That He is the Lord of all, Rabbil Alameen, of the Alameen means whatever is, 
of what is known to me and to you, of all the various forms of creatures and beings and species that there is known to us and unknown to us, all of them, only Allah has created them. And He's the Lord of all of them. Subhanak, Ya Rab. So, uh, most probably, again, with, uh, as I said, uh, I, I'm saying it, and I know most of us is, is, is um, familiar with Surah Fatiha, but let's make it part of my development, so make it part of my uh, research. I'm going to check it up again in Surah Fatiha, so that I can actually get a deeper understanding. And so, yes, when I develop further, I can use this as part of my reference for development, that... Allah says he is deserving of the thanks because he is the Lord of all creation. Ya Rab. And now just if, 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 if you and I just have a look, if we speak about the Lord of all creation, let's just look at the sun and see the many values the sun which Allah has put in the sky there for us that you and I benefit from. But the, the whole earth benefits from that. that and the role the sun have and what benefits it has subhanak but then there is other stars there's other planets there's the moon and so yes these many things and each and every one plays a certain role and now the you and I the human being benefit from this and this is what Allah want to say to us that he is Rabbul Adameen and when he is Rabbul Adameen that you and I need to understand that he is deserving alone of the gratitude that you and I need to have when we see him and we recognize the might and power as our Lord and how much can he benefit us and yes he benefits us a tremendous lot for whatever he has created in the universe you and I but can only benefit from those things Subhanak so after having to speak that we mentioned about what Allah is when he calls himself the Lord of the universe or the Lord of all creation Allah says this means that he takes charge of everything Allah not, not only is the Lord he's not only the creator but when we say he's the sustainer means he also cares for everything he nurtures them he supports them he gives unto them whatever their needs is that they have that's you and that's me do we see that? Do we recognize that? Do we fathom this idea? And do we recognize constantly who Allah is? We should be doing this. So, yes, Allah mentions to us one of the places in the Holy Quran. Don't you ever take a look into yourself and see what you've been made of? Imagine you were created without hands. What would you not been able to do? Tell me. Zillion things. There's more that you would not have been able to do than what you could probably do without your hands. So imagine you and I have hands. You and I have eyes. You and I have ears. You and I have a mouth. But this is how Allah has created us. This is the Lord who's given you. And knowing our Lord is coming to know how He has given to us the various extensive amount of favors when he says it's his Rabbul Alameen he's the Lord of all creation and he looks after and nurtures everything and gives everything Subhanak, we can never ever really be just and fair in our appreciation to what Allah deserves of the amount of favors we're only mentioning light things when I speak about my hands or my eyes or my nose or my, or my, or my mouth or my ears these billions and billions and billions other favors that must probably never get to our minds 
and, and, and you can probably ask those elderly people when they become old, they realize they cannot e use what they've always used. That was norm and natural. Now it cannot happen because of their age or the fact that they are frail. But so a person who's been through an operation, and then he comes to realize and see the might of power. And Ms. Bobby, I would just like to share here an experience that I had where you just naturally go to the toilet and it's so normal, it's so natural that you go to the toilet and relieve yourself. But when Allah has put you through the trial and the test, you realize how fortunate and how great is the favor to go to the toilet and relieve yourself. And it's such a super favor that is above our means to dream. When I say super favor, because if it does not happen that you can go to the toilet, you have, your body will become intoxicated, you will be under pain, severe pain, the intoxication is going to harm every organ of your body, and you're going to become weak from the, t from the top to the bottom, you're going to feel pain and uncomfort in everything of your body, simply because you couldn't relieve yourself when you had to go to the toilet. Yeah, Rob. What a position. But, and, and again, like I said, that's one thing. There are millions of that. When Allah says, Wafi am fusikum, don't you look into yourself or look into yourself? Don't you note it? Don't you see? Don't you see my might and my power, my status as your Lord? Don't you realize I've created you? You were nothing and I brought you here? Ya Rabb, may Allah grant us to be able to. And this is what Allah refers to when Allah says that He's. Rabbil Alameen in Surah Al-Fatiha as we said we come to yes everything from the smallest thing that, that there is known to us to the biggest thing to the greatest thing to the thing that is in the depth of the ocean or in the depth of the earth that you and I most probably will never come to know of to the thing that's in the furthest way in Allah's Samawat away from us so distant most probably major big big things much bigger than the earth they are very, very far, and most probably there will never be a relationship with us and them, or that we will see or meet up with. But this is all Allah's creation, and Allah takes charge of everything. Subhanak la hawla wa la quwwata illa billah. May Allah grant us to come to realize how much Allah has granted us, and how much Allah wants to give us to come to realize who is our Lord, so that we can appreciate our Lord, and we can actually live. Now, the whole issue of coming to know our Lord is the base of our belief in Islam. That we need to come to know Allah. We need to be able to recognize Him. We need to see His might and power. And He actually wants us to become so cognizant and so much aware of the fact that, that we need to see Him in everything. Ons moet bewust van Allah aanhoudend en verewig. Elke iets wat ons raak zien. Like for instance, when you stand up in the morning, just the very fact that you can, I can stand up from bed, other people can't. The very fact that you can go to the toilet, other people can't. The very fact that you and I come to life again, and thus we thank Allah. Just realizing that we slept through and we could, we could have been taken away in our sleep, could not have returned to this earth. And Allah has granted us this opportunity. So Allah wants us to see and recognize. And so in everything that happens, like for instance, when I leave my home in the morning, 
And I'm saying I am referring to each and every one of us. When we leave the home in the morning, we should supposed to be looking around. You should, should be taking the free fresh air, the breathing in of the fresh air. And you should thank Allah for that, what Allah has given you. And you should look around you and see the various things, like the birds that flies around, the trees that is around you. You look at the powers of Allah that is in and out the mountain that you can see, the clouds above in the sky, the wind that's blowing. And you actually look into these things and you see powers of Allah all the time because Allah wants us to be able to have that link through us and him all our time and it's this when we say that we need to come to know knowing my Lord where Allah says to us he's Rabbil Alameen he wants us to realize that what is the extent of him and how far does he go to be able to show us that what then happens Allah mentions to us furthermore in the Holy Quran, and Allah says to us, the surah that I've mentioned last time to you, I think I mentioned yesterday where I said, please go and check that. It's surah number 96, um, uh, called, called surah Alaq, uh, uh, where Allah says to us, um, in that surah, the very first words, Ikra bismi rabbika ladhi khalaq. Now, yesterday we spoke about read. But for today, with reference to the verse here, we now speak of wanting you to look at, Allah says, read in the name of your Lord who created. And like in Surah Fatiha, Allah says to us, Rabbul Alameen is the Lord of everything. Yeah, Allah says to us, read in the name of your Lord who created. And the, the, the Arabic um, terminology used in the word khalaq, clearly indicates that Allah is the sole creator and that He is the one that created and nobody else created. Because if I say the one who, was, who, who, who drove the cart, then I'm referring to some specific person. And as if I'm to say there's not another person who did that, right? Uh, um, or the one who wrote the letter and that that letter has been written by that person only. And as you say, nobody else besides him wrote that letter. Right? Now, in the same method in, that Allah used in Arabic in the Quran, it says, khalaq, Allah wants to indicate to us that He is the only person or the only one that has created and that can create. Ya Rab. And with the reference we said to you, creation here means He's created from nothing. For the human being on earth, all of us, no matter who we are, whenever you and I want to create, we take off creation. And we take from creation and reproduce or recreate. Now, Allah has given us the capacity to reproduce, but we cannot originate something, bring it out of nothing to bring it into being. And that is what Allah refers to. Allah has created everything. And whenever Allah has created something out of nothing, this thing is powerful, is mighty, has got great powers and benefits. All of us, subhanakallah, and there is so much depth in it. Man, when you and I create, there's always some benefits, but some harms in it too. This is the problem with man, right? And sometimes, many times, the, like for instance, when man created, I was just making you an example. In some time ago, man created a watch, and then some years later, on somebody came and says, No, the precision of that watch is not right, and we're going to reproduce another watch. And so years after years after years after years, every time different people come and they reproduce and reproduce and reproduce. And everybody has a claim to say that the first one was not right. This one is more precise and more precise. Subhanak. But this is him. But when Allah created a watch, 
This watch will stand the test of time and will be precise to the which detail. The, the watch that Allah has granted us is the watch of time in hours of the day. Tell me, was there any day prior than today or some years before that has been less than 24 hours in precision? And will there be any day in precision in time less or more? Subhanak. Except for what Allah has decreed when it's going to happen, when certain things is going to happen, the scales is going to change. But this even comes from Allah. To let us understand in His creation, everything, the details of matters, belongs to Him when He's the Creator. When He said, Alladhi khalaq, He created all details. The human being does not have the capacity to be able to create to such precision and such perfectness. Subhanak la hawla wa la quwwata illa billah. When Allah allowed a child to be born, Allah takes a sperm. Allah allows the sperm to meet up with an ovary. And Allah allows it to go into the womb, to remain in that, in, 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 in that uh, dark spot there. And as if nobody has any knowledge or relationship with it. But Allah has the control processes to develop, allow the thing to develop and to grow and to nurture and to benefit it until it becomes a human being. And nine months later, a child is born. Ya Rabb. Look at the extent. What billions and billions and billions of things has happened to this little sperm and ovary. And how do they get into them a bone structure, a nervous system, a, a, a the, 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 what we call the, the bloodstream, the heart, the, the, the lungs, the liver, the pancreas, each and everything, all in there. Allahu Akbar. Hands, feet, eyes, nose, head, toes, all those things. Get up. And it starts off with something. Who has power to create? Allahu Akbar. And this is what Allah says to us. To allow us to understand when we need to look at knowing my Lord. To come to recognize who my Lord is and see the powers of my Lord. Because Allah wants us to be able to come cognizant, become aware, that Allah hit alles gemaakt, and Allah is a kracht, and a macht by Allah. And if it is that Allah has the might and power of everything, can you but imagine how far must we not show appreciation? Moet ons ook nie weet dat Allah tegen die kracht van alles nie? But this is what, precisely what our day we're dealing with when we speak about the, the, the fact of the powers that lies in Allah, the powers that He has, and how is He created, and what is He created the, the whole universe for? Oh, so now, now we come to the questions. Now that we've identified Him as our Lord, how do we need to go about the process of showing Him that we appreciate Him and we take Him as our Lord? We've only identified Him as our Lord. We still need to go to the extent as accepting Him as our Lord. We've asked the question earlier so that we can actually live the process. Because for now, if you can live, go there to live the process, it can become easy for you to, number one, give unto Him the status of the fact that He is Lord. Now, in looking at a Lord, we need to understand that all other creation before us, and I'm saying all other creation, the Anbiya with the people, all of them, has an actual fact, all accepted the fact that there is a Lord. Right? 
and, and, and accepting the Lord is one aspect, but having to be able to give unto him the rights of his position, most of them has come to realize that he's the creator of everything and the sustainer, and they want to give him the honor and the fact that he's the creator and sustainer, and then the end of the and we'll continue right after this. 20 voor 3 ons breakfast potenties, een plein geskakel vir Madrasa on Air. 242 in the PM, we continue with Madrasa on Air with Sheikh Ibrahim Abrams. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Alhamdulillah, people, we've, uh, our listeners out there, we've shared with you the first subject, Knowing My Lord. And I think we've covered enough for what we did uh, yesterday and today. We now go to the other subject, I am a Muslim, so what is expected of me? Right? Um, I will just go back to recap as to what we did yesterday, what we did there, so that we can understand what we did, and, and, and inshallah, um, we take it on from there onwards. Right? In yesterday's lesson, we dealt with certain things. Um, we said, I am a Muslim, so what is expected of me? And we said, as Muslims, we see four basic subjects, four basic questions that we need to be able to live by or understand that it's important for us. The first we said is, where do I come from? Is it important for me to know where I come from? It is extremely important for me to know where I come from. Because if I can know where I can come from, I can make life meaningful for me and wherever, whatever came where I came from so that inshallah I can show appreciation to that which where I come from and make meaning and value to those things. The first place, first aspect. When we say I need to look at where I come from, we came to identify in yesterday's lesson, initially we came from a mother. All of us. All of us came from a mother, that's basic. So we, we surely know because we were born we know who the person is that's given birth to us, so that's our mother, right? But we also said that no mother can probably become a mother unless she met up with a man and they had intimate intimacy, and that intimacy brought about the pregnancy, and the child came forth, which is you and me, and that person would then be called our father. That was the second phase. And then we went further and we said that all mothers and fathers came they themselves were kids like you and me and they also had mothers and fathers and mothers and fathers and we came to identify that in actual fact all mothers and fathers had a mother and a father and all, it all ends up with the father of life, the father of humanity Nabi Adam and his wife, the mother of humanity Sayyidina Hawa these are the information that Allah shares with us and we've shared that with you yesterday and we said we get this Confirmation from Allah who said to us, Allah created the human being. And Allah started it off because there's still people asking the question of where does man come from? And, and, and they make a big issue to say uh, that we, uh, uh, we came from a, uh, a progression of where we've been other than a human being and we became human beings. We were either snakes or we were fishes or we were apes and, and we developed. But Allah refutes that in completion. There's a total refusion to that. Allah brings that to an end immediately. says, nay, Allah has created a human being. Not an ape and made the ape a human being. Not a snake and gave it feet to be able to then become a human being. No, it doesn't. Allah says, for surety, we did not make you a goat or a sheep or a, or an ape or a, or a baboon and, and, and then brought you to the human being. No, 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 this did not happen. 
Allah the creator who created the human being and who's created the universe and created everything he says to us and because he's the Lord and which we've said in the subject before of everything and he makes all these statements and he tells us he shows to us that the human being was something I created last after all creation. I've created many, many, many creations. The very, very last of all the creations that there was, was the human being. And when I've created him, I've given him honor that I've given to nobody else. Subhanak. I haven't given to any of the other creations this honor that I've given to the human being. Allahu Akbar. So we saw in yesterday's lesson the fact that Allah shows us in the Holy Quran that Allah is the one who's created us. So we now know we not only come from a mom and a dad who comes from moms and dads and who came from Nabi Adam and Hawa, but all of us was actually created from Allah. Allah has created for us and Allah has given us the might and power and without the powers that Allah has given us you and I would not have been able to think the way we do we wouldn't be able to look at things we would not be able to listen to things we would not be able to relate to things or do or act or interact with without these powers given to us by Allah yes our moms and our dads had similar mights and powers and our children and our grandchildren and our offspring will also, will also have these powers that Allah is going to give the human being. May Allah grant you and me and all of us the best, inshallah, that we Ameen. actually can grow and appreciate these great favors of Allah. But the recognition of the fact of where we come from is an important factor. And we said it ends with the understanding that we had the realities when I say where I come from. Yes, the, the means and that I came from through is my parents. But the one who has brought me here is my Lord Allah, so I come from him. Those words that we normally say, Inna lillahi, verily it is for the sake of Allah that I am. He has created me, I'm here because of him. Wa inna ilayhi raji'un. And, and my whole life is just a journey from where I come from to return back to where I come from. And to Allah. Ya Rab, may Allah make it easy for all of us and grant us success in the process. We've identified the first question and we've identified it to be, where do I come from? We then, after having to ask the first question, we said, let's look at the second question. I need to know whether I have a purpose and what is that purpose? Is there a purpose? We came to identify if I was created without a purpose, purposeless, then I could have done just what I wanted to, but then the earth would have been such a sense of havoc because every individual would have done things their own way. They wouldn't been it wouldn't have been structure and planning and discipline and organization. There wouldn't have been that because everyone would have just wanted to live their own and most probably would have lived so much exactly like the animal kingdom. Every one of us trying to overpower the person with my strengths and my abilities. Allah has protected us from that and Allah showed us that Allah has created us and Allah placed might and power and show us structure and vision as we go along through the process of what Allah has given when Allah has given us to those powers such as having a mom and having a dad realizing that I learn from them they nurture me, they guide me, they direct me and they take from their fathers and parents and they take it through the message that Allah has given them so yes as a, as a person, I, I need to know my purpose. My purpose needs to come clear and we recognize that if, the, if, if there was no purpose, I could have done what I want to. But so obviously we then deduct the fact that there must have been a purpose. 
And we come to find out that purpose as Allah and His Rasul guides us to is none other is none other than having to be able to submit to Allah in worshipping Allah. Yep, we continue with Madras on air with Sheikh Ibrahim Abrams. Shukran um, Our listeners, we were busy speaking on what we covered yesterday and, and we came to the point where we said um, whether there is a purpose and uh, are we living that purpose, right? We came to identify just before the break that that purpose is that we need to be able to worship Allah. We said Allah says in the Holy Quran, وَمَا خَلَقَتُ الْجِنَّ وَالْإِنسَ إِلَّا لِيَعْبُدُونَ And we haven't created man or jinn for a purpose other than to worship Allah. Ya Rabb. May Allah grant us to come to recognize our purpose. And as Muslimin, we do our best to be able to show Allah that we become those people who in actual fact carry out that purpose that Allah says Allah hasn't created us for anything other but to be able to do that now uh, if I say here the word anything other I do not mean we mustn't do anything other I'm referring to that that we can do so many things but we must not miss the purpose because then we are purposeless in the way we deal with our life and some like Allah did not create us purposeless but sometimes mankind are drawn into processes of life that he makes he maximizes the value of things. I make dinge belangrik in sy leven anders te dan wat Allah tell vir my purpose purpose gemaak het. Die doel wat Allah vir hom gemaak het word word dan nie gesien as belangrik vir hom nie. And it's important for us to be able to see that and it must be able to be the focus that we live within and we must be able to look through that per focus all the time and we must keep the balance of whatever we do it must blend in and interact and relate to the purpose all the time um, we've identified that that we know our purpose and what that purpose is so that was question number two we did yesterday then we went to the third one yesterday and we spoke about what is our objective do we have an objective now we then went to the discussion of the word objective when we speak of an objective an objective is something that I would love to see be the outcome of my action. Would love to see that I achieve and acquire that because of, of my effort and my hard work and my commitment. Right? So um, that is what an objective is all about. So I need to say, yes, I have a purpose. My purpose is that I was created to be able to worship Allah, but it must be able to give me an objective. Now. And am I working to see that I achieve that, get, get that objective? Um, we've looked at the process of objective and we went through the verses of Allah and the ayat of the, uh, the advice of the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and we came to identify that the purpose, that the, the objective is to be able to get what we call the satisfaction of Allah, the, the freedom cup from Allah that Allah to freedom is made with what we do. Wanneer Allah tevrede is met ons en tevrede is met wat ons doen, dat ons bereik ons doel, wat dan is of, of, of die, die, obje, die, die objective gebruik, objectief is gebruik, en as het die bereik, is daar dan goeie resultaten vir ons. Good results will be there for us then. Good results in this world, and good results in the year after. Ja, so, we need to see, like I've said earlier, 
We need to be able to know that we, ha- we know who we are, where we come from. We need to also know what is our purpose. But equally, we also need to know that we ought to have a objective and we need to be able to strive to get to that objective to reach there, inshallah. Right? Um, we've identified it now that the objective is to be able to reach what we call the satisfaction of Allah, the free discovery of Allah. And we have shared with you certain ayat there, and we asked of you to be able to look and see how Allah speaks about this and wants us to understand that our whole life, everything and every act should be driven with a, a objective so that it can become meaningful for us. May Allah grant us khair and barakah, inshallah. That our lives are dealt with in such a way our purpose is alive and our objective is meaningful, inshallah. I mean, tonight. never granted to happen in our lives, inshallah. That is where we gone to that's question number three. For today, we're going over, inshallah, to question number four. We said to you there's four questions. The fourth question is how do we fulfill our purpose and how do we reach our objective? Now, We've identified that these things are realities, but we also need to look at the how of that. The when I speak about the thing itself, there must be a purpose. Yes, the purpose of the thing. But now, do I actually live the purpose, and do I do I strive towards the objective? Is what I need to see now. Striving towards the objective is understanding the purpose and doing my very very best to see that my purpose becomes meaningful. My purpose become, and what is the purpose? All of us know the answer now. Allah said to us, "Wama khalaqatul jinna wal insa illa I did not create jinn and man except that they worship me. Now, I think it's important for us to look at the very ayah, and and we've given you the references of the ayah, but I want to be able to. Uh, as we say, uh, dissect it for us. Um, break it up for us so we can look at the understanding. What is meant by the word Ya'budun? Ya'budun is from the Arabic base, comes from the word means Abada, to worship. But Abada also means to be a slave of. Abada means to be in submission of Allah Ta'ala obvious. Um, to submit to what Allah wants. Which means that which Allah wants for us in our life, that which He prefers for us, that we do that for Him. Whether that is my ibadah of making salah, whether that is my interaction with my family, whether that is the way I meet up with my community, or the way I deal with the people at work and, and, and I interact with the work relations and, and other relationship with people, or the way I deal with the community on the big, uh, uh, big scale, or I interact with the, with the community, like even driving in the car and all that. Allah wants, He says to us, I've created you for that. That purpose must flow through all your things that you do. The purpose must be alive. You, Whatever you do, you must. it must all be in submission to what Allah wants. Right? Now, uh, um, the how here is extremely important for us, right? When we speak about the how here, we need to say that you need to be aware of your purpose. We must be aware of that purpose and it must be in every aspect of our life, no matter what it is. If you go to the toilet, you must be aware of the purpose. If you are sitting at the table to eat, you must be aware of the purpose. Um, 
if, if you interact with your friends and your family, you need to be able to be aware of the purpose. Whether you go on a holiday, you must be aware of the purpose. So, so yes, no matter where, no matter when, no matter how, the purpose must be, what I say, the backdrop of your total life. That purpose must be, and you and I must be able to say, for me to call myself a, a Muslim, my purpose must be alive. It is my back- backdrop that I live within, but at the same time, I must be able to see it in front of me so that it can become meaningful, inshallah. May Allah grant that purpose becomes meaningful in the life of all of us, inshallah. Just after 3 in the PM, we continue with Madrasa on A with Sheikh Ibrahim Abrahams. Assalamu alaikum, shukran Adila. Um, just before the break, we were busy on the topic, I am a Muslim, so what is expected of me? We went into the um, things that we did yesterday, we had a recap of that, and we went over to the topic called, or the subject, or the, the subheading called, How do I fulfill my purpose and reach my objective? That was the question, right? So we're looking at that for now. Uh, we came to the process of saying that looking at how do I fulfill my purpose I need to become aware of my purpose was the answer and I think that's where we ended we need to become aware of that and the, the example we used by saying you need to understand that we're living in a backdrop of our purpose but we need to make that purpose our vision ahead of us so that we can become meeting that meeting with that one important aspect of that purpose is that purpose has the, the we, we are speaking about the how about that purpose and that purpose then if we understand the purpose and we set the purpose to be able to worship Allah and to do everything for the sake of Allah and that became clear then we need to understand the need for seeking the knowledge and the understanding to implement that purpose in our life is an important factor so yes, what we're saying here now, that the purpose is clear, we see the purpose in front of us, we need to now know, for my whole life as a Muslim, I need to be able to see that purpose is alive, vibrant, also effective, and all the lights are shining on my purpose, and I, it's not obscure, it's not most probably, it's very, very clear, and I see it, and I know that I need to be able to live this purpose, and this makes me Muslim. And, and thus, it is not possible to be able to love the purpose if I am not going to seek that. Remember, my Lord has created me. He's made me for a purpose, but He didn't leave me to hang in the air and just find it or to, to, to seek it in the world and see where is it. No, He's made sure that He guides me along so that I can know and understand and have the clear guidance of how to get that purpose. But if I do not, take the first step away from home as a necessity to seek the purpose, it can never come as a reality in my life. And I'm not undermining anybody. I'm not saying that, yes, you are not living the purpose. I'm saying it is not possible for you and me. For that is a fact. Whether I say it or not, it's a fact that if you do not leave your home to be able to go and seek the purpose, then unfortunately the purpose does not become, yes, it needs to be in front of you, but it cannot come in front of you. And that is because you're only going to seek it to be able to make it alive and effective and vibrant in front of you. Then that purpose, if it becomes meaningful, 
needs to be implemented, to be executed, taken from the academic information, van die informatie moet het nou gaan na toepassing. Het moet nou, het moet nou, jy moet die informatie ergens gaan soek en kijk waar jy dit kry, en as jy nie bereid is om te gaan, om die, te gaan soek nie, dan gaat jy dit nie kry nie, en as jy het nie gaan kry nie, gaan jy nie kan lewe in wat Allah te hulle noem vir ons, Sirat al-Mustaqim nie. Because then you will live in a dark spot, a dark hole, in darkness, in life where the sun is shining so bright, but you will be in this very life with the sun shining so bright, you will be in depth of darkness, not knowing what your purpose is. So the purpose is of vital importance, and thus we need to see that the how of that purpose to be able to become fulfilled is an important aspect of my life and yours. And whosoever says that I am Muslim, then the purpose must be very, very clear in their face. Right? And so because there's this purpose, they also want to see that this purpose guides him to an objective, or they need to live this purpose and make this purpose a reality. And that they must have an objective to see that this big purpose becomes meaningful. That objective must be the driving factor. That objective must be able to guide them. And that objective, they must be able to see that they obtain that. And they also, because it is the only way, it is through that objective which is driven in your life that makes it easy for you to obtain and to achieve the purpose. But that's not for you, that's for all of us. That's for your children and for mine. That's for your parents and for mine. Which means, whether it's older than us or younger than us, the purpose, in, in, we must be able to help ourselves and our offspring and our parents and our broad families and our friends and our neighbors and all those people who touch my lives. All of them, I must be able to see to help them to understand their purpose so that they can be able to become objective driven and so it becomes easy for them to live and to implement and to carry out Islam. May Allah grant us to, to be of those. And so the next step comes in it that we need to be able to have the desire and the zest and the want for knowledge. Ons moet wil weet. Ons moet een wilskracht het om te kan meer informatie te kry. Om te kan groei en om te kan real, uh, realize that we are not yet fully uh, um, informed or we don't have it all filled to be able to say we had enough. The seeking of knowledge in the words of our Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he says to us, Talabul ilm faridah. The seeking of knowledge to go out and to seek and to have the zest and desire to want to know is a necessity. None of you were given the right, a democratic right to be able to say, excuse me, it's a necessity. It, you are forced, you're compelled. You don't have it. Is Whether you want to or don't want to, you must go to a madrasa. You must seek. You must go and sit at the scholar's feet. You must go and seek knowledge. You cannot. Yes, I know that this program is here set to be able. But remember, we are dealing with the understanding of what must happen. Not for this moment only. But also for the moment when I hear my little ones, we might not have this radio program on that moment. So how am I going to make them aware? I must make them understand. Or the person who gets into this deen for the first time, a young Muslim, a new Muslim, I need to let him understand the development that you need to be able to live the purpose 
and being able to be able to reach the objective you must go out and you must have the zest and desire to seek the understanding of what that purpose is so that you can implement that purpose. May Allah make it a meaningful and valuable thing. I mean to that. Just to remind our listeners, this is a new program brought to you by Voice of the Cape, Madrasan A. It will be broadcasted Monday to Thursday, 2 to 4 o'clock in the afternoon. But a lot of questions came through with regards to requests and dedications. So that is on a Monday, a Wednesday and a Thursday from 12 until 1 o'clock in the afternoon. And as for every Friday, it will pretty much be a normal program where we do all the thought-provoking and gripping hot discussions. So Monday to Thursday, this will be it with Sheikh Ibrahim Abrams. Um, we, we, we said to us that that, that, that that zest and desire needs to be developed so that we can actually grow with the knowledge that there is. And remember, yes, all of us are very intelligent people who are very wise. But none of us, absolutely none, there's none of us, not the awliya, not the peer, not my sheikh, not my mufti, not my maulana, not my... None of us or none of them has the capacity when they were born immediately knows all the knowledge and they understand it all. No, they become who they become because of going out to seek and understand. So if I am impressed by somebody, that person went to seek the knowledge. But so for you and me, your children and mine, for our own lives, our parents, they must go out to seek and understand. For if you don't seek, you will not understand. And if you don't understand, implementation is the height of impossibility. It's a dream that you can say, I am Muslim. I'm not here to undermine anybody. I'm just here to remind myself and to remind everybody, please, if you do not mind, for me to be a Muslim or to claim that I am Muslim and all of us say that we are Muslims. Remember, I didn't say it. Your, your teacher, your role model, your messenger, Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, which is the, 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 the teacher for all of us. He said to us and he commanded us and he instructed us and he said to us, Going out to seek the understanding of what is the purpose. Going out to seek that is a necessity. You do not have the right to say, I don't need it. It is compulsory and it steers you in the face. Sorry that I'm saying you, but yes, it steers you in the face. But it so steers each and every one of us. If we want to claim that we are Muslim, may Allah grant us to become Muslimin. Grant us the realization of when am I Muslim and how is the necessity for me to be able to see that I live and I come to understand and grow and develop within this essence of Islam. 22 after 3 in the PM, keep it logged on to VOCFM. We continue with Madrasan A, a show brought to you by VOC, Monday to Thursday, 2 to 4 o'clock in the afternoon with Sheikh Ibrahim Abrams. Mashallah, assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullah to our listeners out there. Um, we happen to have completed the first segment of the program, which happens to have to be, um, we look at knowing my Lord. Then we went to the second one, I am a Muslim, so what is expected of me? And I think we've covered that aspect and we've shared with you certain new things in today's lesson. Um, we hope to be able to go to our third segment, inshallah, where we're speaking about leadership in Islam and its development, right? Or its uh, progression. 
um, we were look yesterday we were looking at leadership in Islam and its progression and uh, we went to what we spoke about the almost a definition from the Islamic perspective um, what is meant by leadership in Islam and we went to certain and allow me just to recap certain of those things that we said we said leadership is a quality that should be sought after by every Muslim a quality that shows proactiveness May Allah grant this to become a reality. Then we said, when we look at that quality, these are the, 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 the issues that is in that quality. It is to be able to lead, to guide, to motivate, to encourage, to show the how of things, that I do it and I show you how to do it, which means I've been showed how and I must show you how. To serve others, help them to be at service of other people. That's his leadership. To protect the circumstances and the needs for what that there is. Also to identify the positivity of life and to strive to achieve that or to live that or to be that. And at the same time to, I, to identify the negativity of life and to strive to, up, to abstain from those things. Right? To also recognize my own strengths and to be able to work and use them through the betterment of myself. And to be able to recognize my weaknesses and to realize how can I work to get away from it. To strive to give to each and everybody or everything the dignity and the honor that they deserve. Subhanak, for what Allah has created them. And then to preserve my environment and to protect the negativities that they should can affect, that can affect my environment. Because my environment must be pure and clean. And as a leader, I need to be able to help to make my environment positive for myself and for all those who touch me or deal with me. And I'm always, as a leader, should always be considerate of everybody else and their needs that they have. And I not look at myself only, but look at how can I see that be help there to, 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 uh, to assist and help other people. At the same time, to done, do things in the best interest of everybody else and not only in myself, to be able to have the vision and the guidance from Allah and His Messenger Muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam, and to live for that purpose, in, for that, to achieve that in this world and in the year after. Part of that is a leader, is a person who have positive self-esteem, solid and firm. Say, so he, he always try to be able to make the best of himself, but at the same time, He's also looking at the good within him and in the good of others at the same time. Right? And he's not afraid to try things, to make mistakes. He's not afraid to allow himself to see a weakness and then try to be able to be persistent and to persevere so that he or she can be that who can be of benefit to himself and to others. May Allah, Allah grants us through all this that we come to realize the extent of what is meant by Islamic leadership and that you and I realize that it's something that Allah wants for each and every Muslim to claim that. Now because these things are many of them are not prevalent in us, it's not there, we do not see it every day or we will most probably not read with giving given this, right? If probably we were, we would have probably be better Muslims. And we would have been of benefit for ourselves and be a benefit to the whole world. May Allah grant this to really happen that we get there. Um, 
what we came to discuss in, last, in yesterday's lesson was the fact that when Allah says to us in the Holy Quran in Surah Al-Baqarah, Allah informs us about the process of what happens in Surah number 2, Surah Baqarah, verse number 30. Inni Allah says to the malaika, وَإِذْ قَالَ رَبُّكَ لِلْمَلَائِكَةِ إِنِّي جَاعِلٌ فِي الْأَرْضِ خَلِيفَةِ Verily, I have placed on this earth a khalifa. Those qualities that we've shared with you is the qualities that we refer to, what Allah refers to when He says, I've created, uh, um, I've placed, I'm going to place a khalifa on this earth. And we now understand that that is what Allah wants for us. So we then discuss the fact that how we see that these qualities above was referred to and at the same time Allah referred to the fact that what Allah has done because Allah has given these qualities to Nabi, Nabi Adam. These qualities were all given to Nabi Adam because he had to be the leader for man. He, he is the leader, the father, the leading factor. And Allah says to us in other further us and in the discussions, Allah has given him the ability to be may immediately understand things, knows the details of the matter, and can share it with others. And so he had that wonderful depth of leadership, gentleness, kindness, compassion, care, love, support. He did all that when he reared. He started to rear the first generation that to come to us. Ya Rabb, Subhanak. And Allah has put this into him. You see, the difference is between Nabi Adam and us. It was given to him as a plus factor. It was all given to him. To us, Allah has allowed two things to happen. The two things, and I say us, I'm referring to the children of Nabi Adam. All of us. We were given two qualities. Nabi Adam was given the one quality, all these things was just given to him free of charge. It was a plus factor for him. All of them. You and I wasn't given that. The reason for this is Nabi Adam was not made as a child to develop. Because if he were a child, they should have been a mummy. And they should have been a daddy. And we should have all helped and assisted to be able to bring this about. But Allah has taken charge of all that. So because Allah made him as an adult, Allah gave him all those powers immediately. So he was also the blueprint for us understanding what a leader is for humanity. But he was not necessarily the most perfect leader, but he was, he was endowed with all the qualities of leadership. He had all this within him. And he was going to use that to the best under the circumstances that he found himself when he came to the earth for the very, very first time. Now, yes, I and you cannot imagine the reality of what it was been. Um, we can only but, but, but dream to some idea, oh, it must have been like this or must have been like that. But the, that is nothing in the in compared to the reality, because remember, they were the first people to come to earth. There was no human being on earth prior. And the fact that the human being with his intellect and his ability to be able to make and to use and to uh, do things was not on the earth prior to then. It only started from him coming here and he had to be the leader guiding us. But everybody else, his very first child till the last child of his before Yawm Al-Qiyamah, which is all of us, all of us came onto this earth, we first were a baby, where we knew nothing. We, had, we were no, given no skills, no abilities. But as we grow, we see and we develop that Allah has endowed us or has given to us or has placed unto us 
positive traits and qualities that we don't seek for, we don't work for, it was just given to us, we just have it. And others don't have that. But each and every one of us have got qualities of positivity and each and every one of us has got qualities of negativity. And each and everybody was given the ability to have certain tendencies that was given to us that we can use and some of us cannot use some of those things uh, or cannot use it equally to us. So, but Allah it was not unfair. Each and every body was giving, given those qualities and abilities and skills that comes easy to them and some of them they must strive for and work for. We look in a home, in a family, when we see one brother has got the ability of mathematics, the other one is an artist, has got no inclination to mathematics at all. The other is an engineer, he loves engineering, and so he, the facts for mathematics that goes in it is, is something good. But the other one is a lawyer, where mathematics doesn't play such a good role, but the depth of understanding the, 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 the historical processes of life, and to be able to understand languages, such an and you will see, this is how Allah's created this world. In the same family, that people, some tend to the one side, the other tends to the other side. And, and so Allah's created us. There's no two people whom Allah has given the same things for everybody. And some of us need to work harder on certain things, and other it's, it's, it's easier. And this is precisely what we're saying here, that in having to give to us that, that, that leadership qualities that Allah wants us to achieve, uh, we, we've seen that to Adam it was given, to mankind it was not given. Man had to strive for that. But when man had to strive for that, Allah wanted us to realize that I expect you to work towards leadership yourself. Your father, the leader, has given it to you. So you should have passed it over to your children, to your generation. And each generation passed the qualities and skills over. And as we develop in the earth through the lessons and the things that we grow with, we should be able to leave behind a legacy of positivities. To leave behind a legacy, a message to our offspring that they can take to and be proud of, of what we've left behind. Strange enough. I, I, allow me to, I haven't shared this with you last week, most probably just, or yesterday. Allow me just to be able to mention it. Allah mentions to us in the Holy Quran a beautiful statement of Nabi Ibrahim. Where, where he says to Allah, Oh Allah, grant me a good tongue. Oh Allah, grant me a tongue of truthfulness, of righteousness, that has taken the positivity, the good, the qualitative legacy that I've left behind, that can be in the generations to come. Ya Rab. And yes, we look at the people that is known to be the people who does not believe in Islam. They look at the good qualities of Nabi Ibrahim. Whether they're Jews or whether they're Christians, they all look at the positive qualities of Nabi Ibrahim. And they take or almost want to claim that positivities. Allah says to us, Nabi Ibrahim was not a Jew. He was neither a Christian. He was before the Jewish nation or before the Christian nation. He was a person who submitted to Allah in totality simply because he realized as what has happened to the intellect of having to see what must I do, how can I carry out that leadership and carry it over from one generation to the other generation and beautifully if you look in the life of the ch of Nabi Ibrahim's children was probably his one child Nabi Ibrahim has got a child by the name of Ismail who wasn't with in, in, in Nabi Ibrahim's company for long but has taken so much from his father from the legacy of his father and he's loved it and through it he became a Nabi Allahu Akbar 
not him only. The other son, by the name of Ishaq, equally became a Nabi because of his commitment through the fact that he has submitted to the legacy of his father, Nabi Ibrahim. Allahu Akbar. So yes, you and I, when we are the children, leadership is all about having to realize that we must be able to leave behind a positive legacy that others can take to and they can live by that they can actually carry out and may Allah grant them khair and barakah that they can live by those legacies of positiveness and grow with those things Allahumma amin, amin ya rabbal alamin I think that is what we, we end for the process of, of um, uh, leadership in, in, in Islam for now for what we've done in yesterday's lesson we're going over to the other aspect that we're looking at today in society and in what how Allah's created that to happen for our understanding the development we see to you that in actual fact Nabi Ibrahim Nabi Adam was created with all these skills and abilities Allah has given to him and says we've given to him all the sciences the names of all the sciences the abilities the skills we've given them all to him وَعَلَّمَ آدَمَ الْأَسْمَاءَ كُلَّهَا سبحانك يا رب الله أكبر May Allah open the path for us to come to understand But what Allah did We saw That Allah did not leave this to Nabi Adam only But Allah with the fact that man has been Is a, 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 a creature Who develops Who takes to the qualities that there is and then he is also impressed by the world and the things that is in this world. And then there's a third force, and we've dealt with the third force in the first lesson, Knowing My Lord, where, I, where we come to see that this third force is an open third force in our process of having to become leaders. And this third force is, Allah says to us, إِنَّ الشَّيْطَانَ لَكُمْ عَدُوْ Please understand and recognize You have a third force that will always stare you in the face If you have your purpose, your backdrop behind you And you see it as a focus in front of you Don't imagine you will just get there Realize that there is a third force Who's going to do everything to break you down And he's going to make sure He's going to take you off the route He's going to show you anything and everything else Not to allow you to become the positive, qualitative leaders And the good Muslims that you should become Ya Rabb Recognizes Allah That you cannot compromise with Him Don't ever try, try to compromise You will be failures When you just say But I will compromise this with Him or that You will be a failure He is an workaholic He is an expert He only does his things perfectly well And is working As, as we said 25-8 don't ask me where he gets the 25th minute hour Where does he get the 8th day But he's working at that pace And he never takes off He's never sick He's always hard working Perpetual carrying on And like I say he's not working 24-7 He's working 25-8 I just don't know where he gets the other hours And the other days or the other years that he has But he puts in so much And he makes sure that when you and I Try to want to become positive to move to that He will do his best Like he said to Allah I'm going to be there to break them down To offer them all the other means and ways Except for to follow your path and your guidance That's for all of us We see this happening From the time of Nabi Adam coming to this earth 
For not only did Abi Adam and Sayyidina Hawa come here, he came with them. And Allah allowed him to interact, and Allah gave us the guidance to show us how to be able to go against him and to take him as an, an opponent and recognize he will only be an opponent. We can never ever try to make him a friend to work with him. You know? We need to be able to recognize he will only be an opponent for us for the rest of I can unhold and on the enemy this is not gonna be anything else more than an enemy and he's gonna remain an enemy until we leave the day this earth. May Allah open the path for all of us and grant us to recognize that and realize how can we grow to become those leaders in this world inshallah. Amen to that twelve for a fear on spray for advertencies plan skokal for madrasane. 3.42 in the PM. Welcome back to Madras on Air with Sheikh Ibrahim. Assalamu alaikum. Shukran for that one. Alhamdulillah. Um, just before the break, we were speaking to you about how the fact that Allah has given this qualities to Nabi Adam, but you and I, the children, until this last hour, was not given the same qualities as Nabi Adam. It wasn't given free of charge. It's things that we need to work for, that we need to achieve, that we try to get to, inshallah. May Allah assist us. But as we said, Allah Ta'ala at the same time, with the fact that there is this enemy or this uh, third force that's working against all of us, when we try to do positivities, when we try to live as righteousness, then this third force is at play. Um, We've seen that Allah did not leave us. Now this third force goes to the extent of trying everything to corrupt and to destroy us. But when you and I go to the message of the prophets at the moment in time, of that people that Allah sent at that time, and take to their message, then you will be able to get, get to the righteous path. So if you have been living in the time of Moses, then you should be going to the message of Moses because he was the message, the message of Moses was the best message for the people in the time. For his message comes from the Lord who created all. And so if you lived in the period of Joseph, then you should go to the message of Joseph. Or David, you should go to the message of David. And so it says to us, if you've been living in a certain time frame, then that message is where you need to go to because that is the best message for man to guide him to ultimate success for this world in every detail of worldly matter, in every, every, every detail of worldly matter, meaning how can you make your world in whatever there is in this world success and beneficent? It all has a reference back to the guidance given to he who has given us leadership. So he's put these leadership qualities in the prophets that he has sent from time to time. To give them the leadership qualities, to make them the leaders who have all that capacity and to ar- allow them to be able to leave behind a legacy for us to be able to become leaders ourselves. So whoever takes to the leadership of their leaders, and I'm referring to the leadership of the righteous leaders which were sent by Allah as the prophets to humanity, they will be able to get the best of leadership. And when they get the best of leadership, will be able to find their processes to be able to reap what is best for them to become the leaders of the next generations. May Allah grant us khair and barakah. And so we come to understand that Allah has created the prophets to just remind the people 
But at the time when Allah to send the prophets, in every group of people there was a challenge that they were met, they met up with. And their prophets has taken that challenge and shared to them the message of how they should meet up with that challenge and what is it the way to come back to true leadership and live that leadership for the benefit of man. And that has gone from prophet to prophet to prophet to prophet until it came to the last and final prophet for humanity. And you and I know as a fact, there will not be prophethood after the prophet. And the issue of prophethood comes to the end of the Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. And nobody, but nobody, not even the family of the Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam can claim the status of prophethood or the position of prophethood that was given to his messenger Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Allah has given honor and dignity to the Nabi Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam and to his family. But they were not given prophethood. They were not given information to be able to carry over unto us. They were not given the rights and position to be able to say a yes and a no, yes or a no. They all had to only follow directly the instructions of the single prophet which Allah had sent. Not them and anybody today that claims that he knows information or Allah speaks to him, unfortunately he is a false prophet. Anybody that claims that my Lord has spoken to me and has said to me X, Y and Z, he is a false prophet. That's a fact because prophethood came to an end by the very presence of Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam and when we understand that it means that for you and me to be able to become leaders to be able to take to leadership to be able to see the need for growth and development to be able to see that humanity goes onto the righteous path it's a necessity for you and me to know that the only way we can become leaders is have to go to the manual given to Muhammad and the blueprint that he lived by to show what is it sallallahu alayhi wasallam that you and I must do to become the leaders of the future generations. We've touched on quite a few qualities and I think for me the key qualities, the main qualities, you've got to be compassionate, you need to be humble. Subhanak la hawla May Allah grant us all to come to realize. I, I appreciate what you just said, Auntie Adela. Yes, these are, as, 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 as you've heard prior, we've mentioned at the beginning as those qualities of leadership. But you'll see all these qualities unfold as we go along because we are going to go into what we say, having to see how this comes forth in leadership in our time. When we recognize, and as we said, it happens to the if you if you are a group you belong to a group of people you need to go to the prophet at that time, right? Nobody can go in this time. We all can. Nobody should go to anywhere else, but should go to the manual given to Muhammad, sallallahu alaihi wasallam, and to Muhammad's message that he lived to show us how to implement that to become that leader and to act it out to the best of our abilities. Ons gaan voort net hierna, Christine voor vier. Ons breek vraat vertenties. 3.52 in the PM. Welcome back to the final part of the program. Madrasa on Air brought to you by VOC Monday to Thursday, 2 to 4 o'clock in the afternoon with Sheikh Ibrahim Abrahams. Assalamu alaikum. Mashallah. Shukran I, I think I just need to give a reminder back to our community, Allah. And that is, um, we, we, I, I think we've covered all the lessons that we've had for today. 
um, the reminders like to say to the people, you have the freedom to interact with us, right? If there's any question or not we are saying or anything that you want to know in more detail, feel free to be able to interact and we will appreciate to be able and we, we will be too too uh, really too good about uh, the fact that we need to respond to you people right um as we said uh, our, our means of working here is to be interactive in the processes that we're dealing with i think the adler has got some information for us also that needs to go onto when is the excursions or when is the the workshops taking place the where and the when it will be okay so the first one will be on the 18th of feb at mushroom manora that is concert boulevard in the retreat right the second would be the you're trying to tell me something Sheikh? The, 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 the time frame will be from three to five the afternoon three till five o'clock all of them all, all the, of them uh, all the workshops okay all right so moving on to the second one 11th of march at the Siddiqui mosque in alsis river the first of april will be the third at mashidu salams in athens road athlone and the fourth the 22nd of april at mashidu miftah lintahir michel's plane all right in the excursion yeah you can also give the excursion except for the excursion on the Adila uh, uh, there's only one excursion going to be um, that excursion starts very early in the morning it starts at seven o'clock in the morning um, I think you've got the, the, the 26th of March the date there. okay all right so this will be held at Burhanul Islam movement in Burkham on the 26th of March sure. but uh, we'll keep you posted closer to the time we'll just read it out again Yes. Okay, just to the listener that sent a WhatsApp message a moment ago, are the tapes on sale? Yep, it is. Contact reception, that is 021-442-3500. Five minutes, the platform is yours. Share. Alhamdulillah, we, as, as we said, we, we want to invite everybody for participation with this course that we're dealing with. Um, uh, I would just want to highlight also certain uh, things that we've mentioned prior. As, as, as the method that we have in this course is that um, we do transmission that we do on the radio where we give you the information that we share with you uh, of, this, of the subject matter. And then we also have uh, workshops that we will deal with once every, um, in two weeks time from now and then from there once every three, third week, which means we have four different workshops that we will run during the period. The, the workshop is going to happen to deal with information that we've dealt with in the subject matter. So uh, we will grow not only from the side of listening to us, but uh, when you attend a workshop, you are actually the information that you has been shared with, you've used your mind, and now we put you together in groups and you interact and we see and we look at how we can actually make meaning of those things in our life. May Allah grant khair and barakah, inshaAllah. Um, All right, uh, just a quick reminder, I'm going to give you a quick rundown again. So the first will kick off on the 18th of Feb, Majidul Manawara, Concert Boulevard Retreat. The 11th of March, the Siddiqui Mosque in Alsis River. The 1st of April at Majidul Salams in Athens Road, Athlone. And the 22nd of April, inshallah, at Majidul Miftah, Lane Dekher, Mitchell, Spain. So uh, that, that is the, the, the workshops that there is and in the workshop processes there is a lot of brainstorming that there is and the person grows and develops quite through, through those things. Alhamdulillah. May Allah grant khair and barakah. And the person will also be given, uh, because it's a two hour slot, you will be given the opportunity to meet up with us, to ask us questions, to, to have any clarity that they want on the program. All those type of things is going to be dealt with, inshallah. There's also another approach that we have, or additional approach that we have, and that is 
that we we saying to you, we relate to you, most probably some references, and I tell you, we tell you, please go and check an ayah or ayah that there is in Quran that we say to you, and verses or uh, suwar that there, that is, or if there is anything in a hadith that we're going to deal with, and then we want you to be able to get exposure. Simple reason is so that you see at the end of the day. At least you get an exposure to the Quran. You open the Quran, you look in there, and you read in there, and you see the message. And for every time you look into the Quran, it's more barakah into your life, and you take to that in your life. Besides the fact you come to then claim the information that we share with you doesn't become mine no more. It becomes yours. You interact with us and with the with the references, and you take the references with you. So you take charge of the, of the of the information, and you take it with you, and you develop and you become part of leadership. Inshallah, may Allah grant us to be able to be part of those people that we can grow with the leadership that Islam shows us. Inshallah. Amen okay, to so, that. So um, I, I think that that is the second one. The third one is that uh, we said that there is also. Um, uh, 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 that, that was the research, uh, research section, which done. that's all three done, which means the transmission, the research, the, ex- the, the workshops is done. The fourth one is the excursion, and we said there's gonna only, only going to be one excursion where we ask our people that you come to know, get yourself uh, diarized the date, and put the times aside for yourself and your family, and see how can you participate within this, because we want to make it in holistic things. Because what happens in excursions is when you touch the information, it, it was academic, the information, and it was far off from you, it was only heard, and so now you take that information and touch the life of that information, see how it becomes alive, right? How you touch those things. So we will do certain things, inshallah, in our excursion that's going to allow us to be able to grow and to develop with a, touching those things and how it can live with you and be with you for long, inshallah. May Allah grant khair and barakah for all of us as we all grow because the issue of excursions is a matter that was a means taught to us in education by our beloved Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. His classes was not in the masjid only. His classes was not on a blackboard. There was not blackboards at that time. His classes was not in books and information only. But his classes was very much in the practical when there was something happening. He applied the information there and people lived and understood and react, uh, took from what he did there and that became the class that they live with and so we need to be able to look at when we speak about excursion it is to be able to take the class outside where you love these things and interact with those things inshallah may Allah grant us to grow I mean, all right, that is the 26th of March. Dianize that. You may contact reception, chat to Nudge downstairs on 021 442 All right, 30 seconds to roll. Just an appeal that goes out to the Ummah to please make to our Fakashifa Abbasni Pregnalato, who's still in ICU at Gatesville Hospital at the moment. Inshallah, the Adla, we make to offer Auntie Adida, Auntie. Kashifa Abbas, may Allah grant her khair and barakah in the, in the state that she is in. May Allah relieve her of, of the situation. May Allah grant her to become healthy and strong again and benefit. And if there is other than that in Allah's degree, may Allah make it best for her and best for those people around her, inshallah. And in Shukran uh, to you, we, we, make, we make that dua for her and for all, uh, all other people that Allah has put into challenges and trials and tests and, and, and people that have been sick. We, we say, 
ربنا تقبل منا إنك أنت السميع العليم وابتب علينا إنك أنت التواب الرحيم اللهم لا سهل إلا ما جاءت سهلا فجعل أمورنا سهلا يا رب العالمين وصلى الله على سيدنا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه وبارك وسلم شكرا والحمد لله يا رب العالمين and that Sheikh Ibrahim Abrams we're back with Madrasan 8 tomorrow inshallah Friday we bring you Sikhar that is the hot topic within conversation Firir time to get a move on from me Adila Fortune and the crew on board Wassalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh